It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Here we go. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. You're in your local Farm Bureau insurance agents all across the state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you here today in the Bureau because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. There are lots of thoughts out there about the decision to stay at four teams in the college football playoff. We'll get back to some of that. Conference commissioners sounding off out here on Twitter talking about they need a format that's more inclusive and balanced as if that, that, you know, exclusivity and lack of balance in college football has anything to do with the format. It's like taking your car to the mechanic. The most important step is diagnosis because then you can figure out how to fix it. If you misdiagnose what's wrong with it, you can't fix it because you don't know what to fix. Leaders in college football have no clue right now. None. Either that or they just tweet stuff because they're bored. We're not bored here, though, because it's baseball season as of one hour from right now. Now, this is a busy hour for one particular guy who's getting ready to broadcast a ball game from Duty Noble Field, Polk Dement Stadium at Mississippi State, but he's kind enough to jump on the radio with us and let us impose. Bart Gregory on your radio, live from Duty Noble right now. Bart, you got your gloves on, toboggan. You layered up? Well, they haven't opened the window yet, and that's <laughs> the uh, that's the big thing that's going to happen probably in the next 15 minutes, as you know. Yeah. So right now, it, it feels good in here, but that window is going to go up, and it is going to be very cold. Today feels like early season baseball. Yeah. But, hey, I love it. Well, I do too, and we all do, and thank goodness we'll have to get to see a little sunshine. But really and truly, Bart, like weather, cold weather, even in the southeastern United States – it's sort of associated with baseball, isn't it? It just is. Yeah, and, and the people in Chicago would tell you that it's early season Cubs play too, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, and and it does play. I think a little bit of a you know a factor when you start looking at how you know, you manage pitchers and you know. But Charlie and I were talking about this a couple of days ago about how you know if this series was being played in, in Long Beach, you know, it yeah. it may be a difference in how you utilize you know your pitchers a little bit. And so, uh, maybe not a whole lot. It may be more so for Long Beach State than us. But anyway, hey, it, this, it plays a part. You, you probably don't, you know, throw guys as many pitches here in that first week, this first weekend. It's going to be a little bit better tomorrow, even better on Sunday. But today is a is a cold day. And, and Bart, listen, I know that in less than an hour, or really right at an hour, you're going to start broadcasting that game on the SEC Network Plus with Charlie. And so. You know, if at any point here I'm asking a question and you need to split, just say, "Hey, Matt, I gotta go." I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to impose. Okay, Matt, I gotta go. I'm joking. <laughs> Not now. I got. Give me one or two more. But <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. No. Um. You know, in football, sometimes part like when it's early season football, and we know it's going to be, you know, 89 degrees at eight o'clock at night and humid, and we think, okay, these northern teams are going to come down here and suffer in the heat, and sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Is the reverse true for a team from California playing in 30-degree weather in baseball? I, don't, I mean, I think when when the game starts, now baseball's a little bit different because you're standing around a little bit, I mean, especially yeah. if you're a guy that's going to work out of the bullpen. It's not like you're, you're running around staying active. 
and so you'll jog around a little bit, stay active. But I mean, it's um, you know, it's it's a little bit of a factor. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's opening weekend. You know, everybody has kind of had this day on the calendar for a long time, no matter where you're at. And I mean, I think you you kind of play through the the weather. Now, where I do think it, that might bother you a little bit is uh, is on the mound. Is when the wind is blowing. I think wind is such a big factor when when guys are on the mound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Luis Ramirez, that, that's the thing that they have with Long Beach State. He's a guy that's pitched for, you know, for a while out there. I mean, he's a veteran. And so he, he's been in some uncomfortable situations. And so he's going to come in here. And of course, we've got Landon Sam going. And, uh, man, I'm just looking forward to it. It's two really good pitchers. Uh, Luis Ramirez was kind of thought of as one of the better pitchers in the Cape Cod League this past summer. Uh, probably had the best changeup in the Cape Cod League. That's what the coaches said. Uh, he's a different style than Landon Sims. He's a four-pitch guy, fastball around 90 miles an hour, and he uses, he uses four pitches and going to mix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, Landon is a hard-throwing right-hander with electric stuff, an electric slider. So it's just two guys that have been successful but have done it in different ways. Bart Gregory on your radio. Uh, you'll see and hear Bart with Charlie Winfield on the broadcast of the season opener on the SEC Network Plus. Many will tune in, and they'll throw out first pitch plan today around 2 o'clock p.m. Central. If you're listening to the replay, now the game may be over with by the time you catch this interview. But if you're listening live, it's coming up uh, very shortly. Bart, um, in terms of crowds, now I know this is – I'm not asking for a specific answer, and I don't want to put you on the spot. I'm just curious, like, what we might expect. Obviously, it is opening weekend, but very cold. I know it's going to warm up Sunday. It's supposed to warm up and be actually pretty decent. Like, in terms of what – the people at state expect in in terms of crowds and stuff. What do you think we'll see this weekend? I mean, I think you'll see really good crowds Saturday and Sunday, and you know, especially Saturday Sunday. Today it may be a little bit lighter just because of the weather. Uh, although there is a lot of excitement this weekend, and, and we can kind of tell. You know, I get texts throughout the week. Hey, have you got tickets for for this weekend? And you kind of get a feel um, just by the vast number of people. So I mean, I think we're going to have really good crowds. And but you know Saturday you know Saturday more than anything else, and so I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. They move this game time up to two o'clock, mm-hmm. and which is a little bit earlier than you typically would see on a Friday. But um, but anyway, I think I think you're going to see really good crowds, and um, I think people just kind of want to show their appreciation to to what they saw last year. Last time this team took the field, they were dogpiling you know yeah. on the pitcher's mound at Omaha, and so I yeah. think it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I do too. Bart Gregory on your radio. Um, Bart, um, looking around, um, I guess starting lineup. You know, I don't guess we have that yet. We're you know about an hour away. I don't. I haven't seen one. Okay, and, um, I'm looking over there. Charlie, we ain't got a lineup, do we? No, we don't have a lineup. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Not so yet. without being able to look at it just yet. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about Hunter Hines, a freshman. People are always wondering about like who the the newcomers are because you know sometimes a lot of us. You mentioned the dog pile in Omaha. A lot of us already kind of know what you know Logan Tanner and Luke Hancock. We know what those guys are, but some of these other names that are new. What kind of player is Hunter Hines, and do you expect to see him in that lineup today? Well, it's not going to surprise me to see him in the lineup as a DH because the thing about Long Beach State, this is a heavy right-handed pitching and a heavy right-handed hitting team. And so, and they're opening the windows right now, Matt. Oh, bless your heart. Plug right now. <laughs> you and, Char- and, you and Charlie about- hug and cuddle up if you have to. 
we're we're about to feel the wrath right now. Uh, so so you know with those right-handed uh, pitchers, I think you're going to see some uh, some left-handed hitters. Hunter Hines, you know, power guy, kid from Madison, freshman. Uh, I think you may see Matt Quarter. And there's other freshmen too that that you may see that, um, that you may not see this weekend because hey, I think you're going to play this weekend very similar than the, to what you're doing in a, in a league uh, series because I think what you find your lineup, you're going to stick with it, and and uh, that's why you use the preseason practice. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of tinkering this weekend because this is a big weekend for both teams. But yeah, Hunter Hines, uh, you may see him a little something at first base when Luke Hancock catches, um, but you know they, he's really had a good fall and a good spring and a guy that can really hit it. Yeah, I, I, I'm. You know, that's the other thing too, Bart. There's this intrigue of new faces, and with this team, not only do you have new faces, but some uh, some new roles uh, for guys like you mentioned, a Landon Sims coming in there on and going to pitch on a Friday night. Bart, for those that have questioned that, that have said, "Oh, well, Landon Sims was such a dominant closer. Why would you even consider, you know, bringing him out of that role and putting him in a different role?" How would you answer those when those come up in a conversation? Well, I mean, early in the year last year, midway point of the last year, we were kind of you know, arguing, you know, if we're going to use Landon Sims one time on a weekend, why were we just using him 22 pitches? Because mm-hmm. he never did bounce back but very rarely from, let's say, a Friday to a Sunday. I mean, we used him one time on a weekend. So uh, he's always been a starter. That's what Chris Lamonis has said. You know, this is not a situation where you're going to, you know, wear him down and throw 90 pitches in this game today. He's shown the propensity to go four innings. He did that several times last year where he went four innings out of the pen. He wasn't your prototypical, you know, three-hour closer. So, I mean, hey, and he's, your, he's one of your best arms. Mm-hmm. So, um, try to get him on the front end on a Friday night. He's one of the top pitchers in the country. I mean, yeah. <laughs> bottom line, he's got some of the best stuff in the country. And uh, this is this is what he wants. This is what Chris Lamonis wants. And so, uh, at the end of the day, these guys won national championships last year, and you know I trust these guys more than you know a, a guy that coaches you know eight year old T ball and, and Saul Tillman, who's on Facebook. <laughs> me, in other words, like people like me, in other words, what you said. I get it. Yeah, message received, Bart Gregory, uh, <laughs> on your radio right now. Uh, they're getting ready for game one, uh, two two p.m. or so's uh, first pitch. Um, Bart, for guys, uh, you know, coming back uh, too that kind of are dual position, and I mentioned their names earlier: Logan Tanner, Luke Hancock. You know, Hancock, a lot of first base and played it last year, but he catches and has in the past. Do you think this is a year where we may see more of a platoon there, so that Logan Tanner doesn't catch as many innings, or is it going to be more of the same of last year, where Luke Hancock's kind of your everyday first baseman? Well, I think it's probably, you know, if I were to guess, I would say it's kind of like a three-on and one-off, you know? Gotcha, okay. That, that you may see Logan Tanner, you know, catch primarily on the weekends and then the midweeks he takes you know, the midweeks off. Um, and Luke Hancock will take over. So that yeah. that would be very similar to what we saw last year. Okay. And so, but I tell you what, man, when you're catching uh, when you're catching high velocity and you're, I mean, you're catching every day, it takes a toll on me, especially when it comes to the Sunday play after you've caught two games on a weekend. So, right. Uh, they may be a little bit more cognizant. They haven't. They have been in, outside of the games in practice where Luke Hancock has caught a lot more, uh, just trying to save the legs of Logan Tanner. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. 
Bart, I wanted to ask you also from the exposure standpoint for college baseball overall. You know, the SEC is sort of at the front of everything in any sport. I mean, right on down to whether it's softball, gymnastics, you know, uh, and baseball too. You are, you know, prominently out in front broadcasting all these Mississippi State games on the SEC+. Plus. So my question is, you know, since that came around in 2014, what effect do you think the added exposure the SEC Network has given teams and fans and games, what effect do you think that has had now that we're a good seven, eight years into it? I think it's absolutely massive. And, and the reason I do is not only, you know, in other parts of the country. I'm thinking about right here, okay? My 89-year-old grandmother has an Apple TV and is going to watch this game today. I mean, I think we have just kind of gotten to that point in our daily lives where you know, this type of technology of streaming has kind of taken over. That's, that's a good thing as far as exposure instead of having to, you know, and uh, hey, that's the great thing we've been blessed with, the three great radio guys in the state with Jim and David Kellum and John Cox and Southern Miss, but now the ability to see the ball games. Now, outside the footprint of the SEC, I think it's massive as well because I think what the SEC and ESPN have done to you know, put money and an investment behind this product has been second to none mm-hmm. around the country. With the Big Ten, the Pac-12, you look at the Pac-12, sometimes it's embarrassing what you see with some of their broadcasts. So what does that mean? I mean, we talked to Pat Casey, the former head coach at Oregon State, last week. And Pat Casey says, hey, I probably watched 20 Mississippi State games last year sitting on my patio in Corvallis, Oregon. <laughs> and so I think people who are in the baseball world, take this as an opportunity to watch a lot of games. Mm. People that love baseball, and and I told Charlie, that's one of the things that's kind of crazy. In the back of your mind, you're, you're broadcasting and nobody's watching this, or your buddies are. But you're not thinking about a guy like Pat Casey, who's won three national championships, sitting in you know, in the state of Oregon, watching you broadcast the ball game, sure. or watching Mississippi State play. So that's, uh, that's what's cool to me. Yeah. Well, and wouldn't you think, too, that so for a place like State and really any of these SEC schools, you look at like Bomb Stadium in Arkansas and some of these atmospheres that are awesome, you know, in great stadiums, it's like giving fans a way to watch the games and watch all the games. It doesn't pull them away from the stadium. It actually helps to get them to the stadium more often. It has kind of a reverse effect of what you might think, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what do you want to watch on Sunday night baseball on ESPN? Do you want to see a packed house at Fenway or do you want to see, you know, 20,000 people in Toronto? Yeah. I mean, you want to see, you want to see a production. And that's what this is. That's what Bomb Stadium is. That's what, you know, Alex Box is and other places around the Southeastern Conference. You know, they're, they're a production. Yeah. And that's what people want to see. And so that's, uh, that's what's kind of cool is, it's knowing that you're at a place that cares as much about baseball as our people do. Yeah. And every time, you know, I'm about to, you know, they, they open it up, we're about to take infield right now, and I'm looking at the best baseball park in the country, and I'm just a giddy kid who's about to sit in a chair and talk about it, you know, on a screen for, for three hours. And so, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I can't I can't imagine, it's almost like winning a, a sweepstakes, you know, 
uh, some kind of drawing or something. So, anyways, <laughs> like can't wanna, wait for it, man. Yeah, Bart's he, he, like a you know people say kid in a candy store. Bart literally feels like he won a contest and gets to do this. Is um, well, Bart, uh, I can't wait to watch you and Charlie and watch a ball game uh, today. Uh, thanks for what you do. I speak for all of our fans that are listening. And would you do me a favor? And buy a country-pleasing sausage dog from the third base side concession and eat it for me. I'll be there in spirit. Man, let me tell you this. We need to get a cooler up here. That's what we need. We need to get a – well, not a cooler. We just need to go down there and get a big old sack full and bring it up here and munch on during the game. Hey, you know what I've got, Bart? Since I'll be there with you Sunday for the game, I have one of those – like for your kitchen that you plug in the wall, a little hot plate skillet, you know, and it <laughs> seriously, and it's got a lid on it, and I will bring it to the press box with some sausage and some stuff from Country Pleasing and a cooler, and we'll cook and eat during the game. Well, you know, hey, where's Matt? I mean, I'm just a one-man show. Well, he's back over here <laughs> cooking up some jalapeno cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> jalapeno cheddar coming right up. That would be a great way to do it. Well, all right. I'm only halfway kidding. Bart, really do appreciate it. Y'all enjoy the game, and uh, we will too. Talk to you soon. Hi, right, man. Sounds right. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Enjoyed it as well. That's Bart Gregory. He and Charlie on the call today. Um, let me try to get to the game tomorrow and then be up there with him on Sunday. We'll see if all that works out. Haven't been feeling great coming down with something. Whatever that is, got to make sure it's not too bad. don't want to be passing stuff around, but. We'll see how it goes. Hey, uh, go ahead. Put the headset on up there. We have a, while we get mic'd up here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, the uh, hey. the Queen is here. Hey, happy, hey, Bill. happy opening hey, day for baseball season. Oh, you're so excited. When you were in school at Ole Miss, did you go to baseball games? All the time. You did? Yes, loved it. Was it kind of like the expected thing? We didn't really thing? go to basketball very much, but we went to football and baseball. Football and baseball. Yeah, loved Something it. about outdoors. Something about being outdoors. There was always a big group of um, girls that wanted to get together, and there, of course the guys were there, and that's probably why we wanted now, to go, but when I you loved were in, going to baseball. When you were in school, did y'all sit in the outfield? Mm-hmm. It you wasn't did. as nice as it is now. Right, sure. I mean, we brought chairs and blankets and stuff and sat out there, but I yeah. loved going to baseball games. Yeah. Something about being there that's just kind of, yeah. I don't know, it's fresh, it's exciting, and yeah. you've kind of had a lull for a little while. Well, and weather definitely has a lot to do with it. Yeah, that's Somebody right. Somebody mentioned this yesterday. It's like, even though, like, you got opening day today, and it's 30 degrees in Mississippi, <laughs> but there's just something about it because it means that in a few weeks, you know, we'll have on short sleeve shirts right. and the sun will be out. And that's right. Yeah, I loved going to baseball games. We always went. That's neat. I, I forget who it was. Um that I was talking to. Oh, I know who it was. So I was at a the paint store here in Tupelo oh, a few yeah. days ago. Oh, yeah. And the guy that owns and runs that, he went to Ole Miss. and He was a student there back in like the 70s or whatever. And he was telling me, man, when I was in school, that stadium, all we had was wooden bleachers and we didn't even have bathrooms. At, he's talking about at Ole Miss. He said, but it was just expected. You know, you had to go. I think he was in a fraternity. He would. Oh, yeah. He told me that one of his excuses about getting bad grades when he was a freshman, like he had, he had some big test coming up and some guy walked by his door, his room at the fraternity house and said, what are you doing? I'm studying for this test. I got a test tomorrow. It's a huge deal. Like, they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you don't understand. We've got a baseball game. <laughs> and that's when he learned that going to baseball was mandatory. 
Yeah. Even back then. Did y'all go to games when you were? Yes. Y'all went. You know, Annie, I, when I was in school, of course, and I was playing football, and we would get, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'd get student tickets. I don't remember exactly how that worked, because frankly, a lot of times I just walk in. Yeah, well, we just sat in the outfield. I, I didn't buy it. Well, see, I didn't sit. That was the thing about it. In my entire time in college, I bet I went, I went to hundreds of baseball games. And you but, stood? Yeah. I never sat in a seat. Really? In the grandstands. I was in the outfield for every one of them. Yeah. And we would just begin to walk, and somebody would say, hey, I'll come up here. And we'd walk up in some rig and left field lounge and they feed oh, us yeah, I'm sure. we'd eat chicken and then we'd say all right good to see y'all and we'd move on and about two rigs later somebody was just munching on everybody's food <laughs> what you were doing like, oh look look there's some ribs food. and there's matt wyatt <laughs> give him some food in the in the left field lounge it was the first place my entire life where i saw an entire bologna you know growing up we had bologna sandwiches i don't really i never really ate bologna i loved it as a kid bologna sandwiches yeah, i don't know and we would heat it up in the oven and, and cut it, and it would make this little shape where you could put cheese on it. And we joked around and called it round steak and everything. <laughs> but I always thought, you know, all I'd ever seen was the slices. Well, I've never seen the whole bologna. A whole bologna looks like a football. Like a ham? No. No. <laughs> it's just, a it's ball? about the size of a football, but it's long. It's not what? completely round. It's rounded off, but it's like a long, round, fat bologna before they slice it up yeah oh matt i don't know what's in bologna what we learn on a friday they had in the left the field show. lounge in the left field lounge they had drilled a hole into that bologna and filled it with all these spicy cheeses and stuff and what and stuck it on a grill <laughs> sure did and i'm sure you ate it oh yeah absolutely didn't even have to ask <laughs> you just walk up and they feed you bill what are we going to do with him Tell you what you're what gonna was do. That? I couldn't hear. You. I was on the phone. <laughs> I'll tell you when we come back. <laughs> I'm Matt. Okay, I'm sorry. And Annabeth's <laughs> in the bureau also. Stick around on this Friday right after this. It's on your radio right now. No. You got the Matt Wyatt show. Back with you. I have in my hand the homecoming queen. No. I don't have the homecoming queen in my hand. I was going to say, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, no, Bill. I'm, I'm addressing the homecoming queen. He's He took some uh, sinus medicine. I think he's <laughs> looped out. <laughs> cuckoo. Cuckoo. He's pretty. Yeah. Just don't any sudden movements. If, I'm, if I have any sudden movements, standing up, sitting down quickly, shaking my head, anything, my, my, blow my Sinuses, nose, yeah. my head just goes boom, boom, boom. Other than that, it's really not that bad. All right, I have in my hand here on my handy-dandy iPhone from C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, customer-inspired. Check them out at cspire.com. The starting lineup for game one for your defending national champions. (laughs) All right, leading off, uh, playing second. 28 minutes, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, right, for now. Leading off. Playing second base, R.J. Yeager, the transfer from Mercer. Uh, in the two-hole, playing third base, is Cameron James. Batting third at first base, Luke Hancock. In the cleanup spot, behind the plate, your catcher, Logan Tanner. Batting fifth, newcomer, left-handed hitter from Madison Central High School, Hunter Hines. All 6'3", 210 pounds of him. Wow. 
He's batting. He's a good the, one. I'm tell you what. He's batting in the five. He's a freshman. He's a freshman. First college game he will ever play in. He'll be batting in the five hole in the season opener right after the state won a national no championship. No pressure. Uh, batting sixth in right field, Kellum Clark. Uh, batting seventh in left field, Brad Cumbust. Batting eighth and starting in center field, Braylon Skinner. And your shortstop, batting ninth, Lane Forsyth. And uh, starting pitcher, obviously, Landon Sims. Umpires. Jeff Head going to be the home plate umpire. You'll have Morris Hodges out at first and Eric. I can't see the last name there at second. All right, there you go. Now, Annie, this always happens when you're here. Yeah. Ask me how many phone calls I've had on this show today. I have not been listening. So Zero. I do not know. Not one. And you show up, and we got them waiting. Oh, good. That's the way it happens. They're just, they're just interested to talk to you about the baseball mm-hmm. lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. You show up, and here they are. Up first on line one of the Divinity Equipment phone line, Chris. Thanks for calling. What's up, Chris? How you doing, Matthew? Just right. Hey, Chris. Hello, homecoming queen. Hey, How are Chris. You? Good to talk to you. Yep. Well, I had to call. It's open day. <laughs> so, I want to say, um, what do you, who do you think is going to be the MVP this year? Whew. Pat, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. I, I, my gut tells me it's going to be Cameron James. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think you're wrong. I think, <laughs> I think Cameron James is, uh, going to make, you I, you know, I, I don't say this name saying he's going to do what this guy did, but do you remember how you hit a certain point and Brent Rooker went from kind of in a guy just in the lineup to unbelievable and super-duper, made just a super-duper jump? I mean, I don't think Cameron James is going to go be a triple crown winner this year, but I think he's going to make a tremendous jump. What are you? What no, were you going to say? Gonna be Lane. I think it's going to be Tanner. Logan Tanner. I do. Yes, sir. I do. Mm-hmm. It's a I good, just, we've good seen question. it all last year. I mean, and the thing is, is that you know, I'm I'm just I'm jacked up. I'm ready. And just so everybody knows, I won't back off my prediction. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to give you twice. And if I'm wrong, I'll come on here and say I'm wrong. We're going to win the national championship again. Who boy? Back to back. And and you know what's going to be? You know it's going to be fun, Matt. I've thought about this several several times. I think the state of Mississippi is going to come on fire this year because I think that Ole Miss and Mississippi State are going to be in the World Series together. Yeah. Well, possibly me... on the opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah, possibly. Chris well, is this. full of predictions. Well, I like it. I tell you, Ole Miss is loaded. Elko is back. They Gun- are. Gonzalez at short is a legit star. You know, um, Graham is back for them. He was one of the better hitters the last two years in the SEC. They're loaded now for sure. I think the two. I think the two most important players that they have is Elko, and what's that other guy that played first base that hit all them home runs in twenty? Was hitting all them home runs in twenty twenty, and then they stopped the season, and then last year he couldn't hit the broad side of a park. I don't know. You got oh, me there. Oh man, you got me there. I forgot his name. Well, here just. I think those two are going to be the the, the linchpin to that because I don't really, I really, honestly don't trust. Diamond or their other guy that's pitching, and I don't. I think that they're going to have to have softballs. Honestly, softball. I mean, that is what it is. Yeah. Well, they're going to have some now. They're going to score runs. I promise you. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Go Cowboys! Y'all have a good day.
Thanks, Chris. Bye, Chris. Appreciate the call. So, Matthew and Homecoming Queen, check us out. Jim Ellis is on the air. <laughs> Jim Ellis is on the air. There we go. Okay, so if y'all are listening live right now on the radio. Okay, if y'all are listening live to me on the radio on 105.9, if you would like, if you're in the Jackson area, to hear Jim Ellis in the pregame, it has started over on our sister station, 106.3 WJQS. So check that out. Um, that's good old Jim. Football is no longer around. It's baseball. <laughs> it's baseball. Season. Did you play the music? Take me out to the ball game? I, pl- I played some take me out of the ball game. Yeah. This is the one I like to play, though, here. Oh, yeah. Because I always like to clap along with it. Put now, me in, Croach. I will say this. That's a good walk-up song. It's kind of nostalgic because they've played it at ballparks for years. Guys who play baseball for years, they get sick of this song because yeah, they hear it. it so much. They're over it. They're over it. But for me, I'm not over it. Um, and it made me think about something. The guy who was the shortstop for my Atlanta Braves when I was a kid mm-hmm. in the 80s, Rafael Ramirez, Today is his birthday. Opening, opening day. Mm-hmm. Rafael Ramirez, the Atlanta Braves shortstop for those years in the 80s, uh, was born on this day, February the 18th, 1958. Wow. Yep. How many years did old Rafael Have Ramirez you talked to play? Don Williams, your friend? I hadn't even talked to him. I think he's so he's upset that... 65 now. Yeah, he's 65 years old, Rafael Ramirez. I think he's so upset that the you're having a lockout in major league baseball that he does uh, not want to talk he about. He doesn't it. want to talk about it. Yeah. Right. Okay, back over to the phones. Ryan hanging on line two. Thanks for calling, Ryan. What's up? Uh this is actually Tom Selleck and uh Alan Rickman. Who? I think so Alan Rickman. This is Alan Rickman. Okay, who is Alan Rickman? And Tom Selleck. And Tom Selleck. I know Tom Selleck. I know who Tom well, Selleck Alan, is. Alan Rickman, he was the guy that was in uh, the movie with Bruce Willis, you know, the Christmas movie, movie supposedly, the bad guy. This is, all I, this is all I know about Tom Selleck. Yep, oh, Magnum yeah. P.I. Mr. Stash. Well, let's just talk to Tom Selleck since we know who that is. Yeah, that'd be good. You still got your mustache, oh, Tom? Oh, I had to shave it off for a bet. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, and I'm over here with Alan Rickman, and we're about to watch the game. And you know, I've got an avocado tree outside, so I made some uh, I made some fresh guacamole. Oh! But the real thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is reverse home mortgages. <laughs> so that the bank can take your house. It's a trick so that I can take your house and then grow avocados on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, Tom, listen, you, you know you're getting old, Tom, when your target audience are yeah. folks that can do a, a reverse, reverse mortgage. mortgage. <laughs> 62 and older. Yeah. And That's... people that watch CBS, the there old people's station. Mm-hmm. Blue Bloods. <laughs> He's on Blue Bloods now. All right, Tom, three men and a baby, Magnum P.I., and other things. Good to hear from you. Reverse home mortgages. <laughs> Bye-bye, Tom. <laughs> Bye, Tom. The thing I really want to talk to you about. <laughs> I knew every Magnum P.I. I mean, we watch that constantly. Yeah, it's great, wasn't it? Love that. Love you know, that show. It came up a few days ago on the show, and I looked up the plot and sort of the backstory of it just to 
rehash because, you know, I watched it as a kid, too. And all I remember was helicopter, big dogs, Dobermans, oh, red yeah. sports car. Short shorts. <laughs> short shorts. He always wore Real his short. short. Yeah. And, and, of course, I always wanted to see the intro because he had the girl in the bikini teaching yeah. her how to, you know, oh, scuba gosh, dive man. or whatever. <laughs> All right. But the thing is, there's a lot more to it. I never knew that the house that he lived in, he lived in it because some rich guy owned it and had hired him as like a personal right. private investigator. No, I don't think I got that. I didn't get Robin's that either. Robin's Nest. The guy was a writer. That owned yeah. It. Yeah, I missed He wrote that. a bunch of mystery books, and that's how he owned it. See, Annie, we're Robin's the same missed. age. Yeah, we watched it as kids. We totally didn't get that part of the no. story. No. My, it was my dad's favorite show. I mean, I just remember, hey, hey, we got to watch Magnum. Yeah. And well, there's had, a new version on TV now. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. See, yeah. that's the thing. No. I don't know that there can be a and new Higgins version. Higgins is a female now. What? Yeah, see, Higgins is a woman. Yeah, Come on. She's British. She's British. She actually <laughs> is British, too. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's the thing. Work for MI6. You can't remake these things. That's I'm what sorry. I'm saying. There's some of them you just, just can't watch remake. the rerun. Just rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, there's some Wasn't of them. he in a baseball movie? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's some, it called? Mr. Baseball? I think so. No, that's uh, Bernie. Okay. Is Mac, it, isn't it? All right. Is it Mr. 1000 or I something? I know that Tom Selleck was a no, baseball Mr. player. He and he went and he over. Played in Japan. Yes, he went to yeah. Japan. And it's Mr. Baseball. It That's it. Is Mr. it. Baseball. Yeah. And Mr. it is a. Max. Let me tell you, it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah, well, just leave it to me to try to tie this into baseball I'm and get us so back on track. Glad that you are here because now I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> it's actually well, he, a good movie. He's from Detroit, and he always wore the Detroit hat. That's right. He kind of is a jerk. Okay, he's kind of a jerk. We're keeping they, it all baseball today. <laughs> More baseball, nuggets, and Hollywood information <laughs> with the homecoming queen coming up right after this. Y'all stick around. It's been an interesting show today. We had college football breaking news. We're going to keep the playoff at four teams uh, for the remainder of the contract through 2025. We've got baseball starting today. Uh, State is hosting Long Beach State, 2 o'clock first pitch. Ole Miss is hosting Charleston Southern, and you're going to have a 5 p.m. first pitch for that. Uh, It looks like Rebel Rex says the first baseman that uh, Chris was talking about was Cale Baker. But, see, that's it. That's what I was thinking, Rex. He's no longer there. Last year was his last year at Ole Miss. Um, And then we got into Tom Selleck. The movie Mr. Baseball came up, and then Tom Selleck called in and tried to get us, you know, to sell us on a reverse mortgage. Yeah, it's just y'all have had a busy day. We've had a busy, busy day. Annabeth? Yeah. I would like for you to know. Mm -hmm. That you're not feeling well, I know. No, not that. Something I want you to pass along to your mom. Yeah. On this day in 1953, February the 18th, 1953. Now, remember the date, 53. Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz signed a contract worth $8 million to continue the I Love Lucy TV show Wow! for two more years through 1955. $8 million is a I mean, it's a lot today, but that was a lot then, wasn't it? Listen. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, yes, it was. I don't I have was, the... I was two months old. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. 
That's a lot of money. Let's see. Um, there you can you can look up a, a an inflation calculator. Well, and you mentioned my mom because she loves that show. I love that show. Yeah, that's why I did. That's why one I said our, that. one of our favorites. Okay, so if in 1953 you it said this is one of those calculators online. You did eight million dollars in 1953. Then right now. In 2022, that's the equivalent of $84,239. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, $239,000. Wow. So just over $84 million. There it is. I hear the song, Bill. In other words. That's a lot. Are you serious? I mean, in other words. In Surely there was no other show back then that was doing that. Nothing $8 million. Like dollars. There, there was... In the 50s, there was nothing like the Lucille Ball show. Yeah, the Lu- I Love Lucy is what Lucy. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, the reruns, they're still good. And little little Ricky from Jackson. Yeah. Bill knows yep. him. You do? Yeah, he lives here in Jackson. Yeah. I think that's just so neat. He's actually from Louisiana, but he was, uh, he was born there. But yeah. Such a, such He's married love. to Kathy Thibodeau, who does the ballet here in town. Okay. Ballet Magnificat. Magni- okay. Mm-hmm. I think somebody else he told me that. It for her, yeah. Okay. That's wonderful. That's okay. a neat, neat nugget. Um, today on the National Day calendar, it's mm-hmm. several things. Is this the time where you do this that? This is the time where I do that. February the 18th, National No One Eats Alone Day. Okay. Um, it's National Caregiver's Day. It's National Battery Day. It's National Crab Stuffed Flounder Day. Who picks these days? Who writes this? I don't know, but it also says National Drink Wine Day. Why is it there anything about baseball? Was that drink and wine or? <laughs> yeah. it was National wine drink day. wine day. A lot of people drinking and wine. Agree. Yeah, no H in there. This is W I N E. I know some people that they're like, that's today? Huh? Oh, come on. What so, kind of day is this? That's funny. I thought that was yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> and the day before. And the day before. Okay. Speaking of. Georgie. Well, I shouldn't say that. No, move on. What, what else? <laughs> okay. I I'll can see on. by the way you're. <laughs> well, I was fixing to go in on a rant no, about the don't. way people drive, <laughs> dropping their kids off no, at Matt. school in the morning. Oh, no, boy. please stop. Move on. But I'm telling you. Matt, move on. Matt. Don't mess up her. I'm moving on after I say one thing. Come Monday, I'm fixing it. Well, okay. guess what, Bill? He won't fix it Monday because Monday's President's Day and there is no <laughs> school. There. So he can go and drive and be the only person at the carpool by himself. Why am I here by myself? Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe the maybe uh, the anger Tuesday, will wear off by then. Yeah. Yeah. I will Tuesday, forget. forget. Trust me, he'll, he'll forget. I will definitely forget. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> uh, I will definitely forget by then. He, oh. tells, he forgets things he tells me like right before the show. Yeah. Oh, Bill. It's true. 20 minutes later, he didn't remember. Well, I meant to use this sound clip two days ago, and I forgot no, yeah. it. There you go. All right. This is Todd McShay is one of ESPN's uh, foremost draft analysts for football, NFL draft analysts, and he has dropped in value both of our top picks from the state of Mississippi. Here's what I mean. He, he thinks that He's not sure, he says, that Charles Cross out of Mississippi State ought to be a top 10 pick. I mean, he has him going at like pick number 9 or 11 or something to the Giants. The Giants have two early picks. And so he thinks Charles Cross is going to be the third tackle taken. There's some people think he'll be first. He also doesn't place as much value on Matt Corral. Hmm. And I found this sound clip. 
somebody asking him about quarterbacks, and you'll hear he doesn't mention Matt Corral. Listen. Which quarterback do you think of all those in this class has the best chance to move up and wind up in the top ten? I'll go with Kenny Pickett for two reasons. First of all, a couple teams kind of jump out. They are in a little bit of a win-now mo- win mode. Carolina Panthers at six because of Matt Rule. The clock is ticking. And then Denver at nine because they have a, a pretty good team around the quarterback position. They need an upgrade. Malik Willis, as I said, is a project coming out of Liberty. Kenny Pickett with 50 starts, processing as quickly as he, as he does. He could have, if, if put in the right situation, a Mac Jones type of rookie year. All right, so that's Todd McShay. So they, I watched a couple of things. Todd McShay, they ask him about quarterbacks. Who's the one's going to go in the top ten or who's going to go first and who fits there? Somebody wants to win now. He's like, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett. And then whenever he mentions anybody else, he always mentions Malik Willis and says, you know, he's got all this upside, but he's more of a project out of Liberty. He doesn't even talk about Matt Corral. Meanwhile, in his mock draft where he moved Charles Cross down – to around pick 10 or so to the Giants. He moved Matt Corral down outside of the top 15, but he actually has him going to the New Orleans Saints in the first round. Matt Corral? Yeah, at Ole Miss. Which, you know, hmm. who knows what Dennis Allen, the new head coach for the Saints, is going to do. I just found that interesting. I meant to get to it a couple of days ago, and I forgot. But It was a good clip. Well, see, you've got the combine coming up later this month. And all these guys are going to perform and run. And then the draft's coming up. And they put that on. That's usually on ESPN. Yeah. And we, we watch it some. I know. And we're <laughs> Bill, this is how it goes. I mean, even Mary Liddy, she will get interested. We'll go, oh, my gosh, look, at, look how fast that guy is. And we're sitting here we're on the couch eating and just going, oh, oh, he's not fast. And I'm like, <laughs> who, who do we think we are? These athletes. <laughs> Or in tip top shape. Yeah, some guy runs a four six and I go popcorn. Oh, that's gonna hurt him right there. He's slow. He's slow. No, that's not fast enough. We couldn't even Yeah. He's three hundred pounds. Okay. (laughs) He just ran a four six. That is the most I don't know. I'm always shocked by how entertaining that is. It is so entertaining. Yeah. Why is it so entertaining? Well, it's just you don't get you don't get to see it very much. It is so good. I love to watch that. I like to watch uh, the uh, the jumping stuff they do vertical jump yes. they do broad jump all of it it's just it's great that vertical jump that three hundred pound guy might have a little tough well you'd be surprised yeah, man I, I mean can you jump pretty good on that uh, look at, they are such athletes listen Bill and and this this is the thing too that Matt, I think I gets think we lost should for us. set it up at our house and I'll time you <laughs> and you do it and we'll post that. Look, he's already halfway up there. I'm telling you, they, <laughs> yeah, they have good to point. like they have to sprint for 40 yards. We had this discussion recently on the radio. There's no way I could sprint all out for 40 yards without hurting something. Yeah, there's yeah. just no. can't do it. Mm-mm. Not happening. You might mm. forget what you're doing. Those While those guys, it. all these guys that are college athletes, you just don't realize what good athletes they are. Tip top shape. If you you know watching it on TV and all that kind of stuff, you just don't realize it. You know, I remember going to college and, you know, I mean, I was a big, tall guy. I played basketball in high school. I could dunk a basketball just about whatever way I wanted to, and that's sort of like a benchmark for being able to jump. We were in the gym messing around one day, and I'm not kidding you. We had an offensive lineman, okay, who walked around. He was a pretty good player. His name was Stoney Price. He was 6'4", 290-something pounds from Winfield, Alabama. Country is a turnip green, great guy. He used to call the show some. <laughs> and Stoney Drove a pickup truck, walking around in blue jeans and cowboy boots and stuff like that. We're in a gym one day, 
Saw it with my own eyes. Offensive lineman, 6'4", 290-something. Grabbed a basketball, stood under the goal, jumped straight up in the air with no you know, step, just go straight up and dunked it. Boom. Dunked it. <laughs> and, you, and you thought, uh, I'm going, you know, okay. we don't have guys like that <laughs> in Prattville, Alabama. There's a reason he's playing college football. We, you look at those offensive linemen. Even back then, you go, oh, well, he's 300 pounds and he's heavy and not an athlete. No, go hang out with him. Watch him work out. Watch him run. Watch him live. Watch him jump. I want you to go spend a day with the strength and conditioning coach at Mississippi State, and let's video it. Tyson be, Brown. Be so interesting just to see what they go through, and we oh, should do that. I mean, I think that'd be so interesting. People have no idea, myself included, what they go through. Yes, Tyson's a neat guy. Um, when yeah. I see Tyson at practice, he always wants to talk about bass fishing. Oh. Because our first inter- interaction on Twitter was over a fishing picture or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, those guys that work hard like that all year long, the strength and conditioning staff at a major college program like State or Ole Miss, they spend a lot more time with the players than any of the other coaches do because it's just a year-round thing. You know? Right. Um, but I think anyway. it would be real interesting if you had to go through the workout. Well, it would if I were in good enough shape to attempt <laughs> to go through the road. it. When's the combine? Is that this weekend? Is that what you said? Uh, no, well, it's no, coming it's, up. It's, it's coming up later this month. Okay. Maybe yeah. at the end of the month. He'd have well, to do the show laying down probably. Yeah, he might. <laughs> he <laughs> on, never. On the floor because he He would be on the oh, floor. Oh, I'm you, on the floor. <laughs> y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all just understand, back. like basic stuff like bench press. Unless Ooh. you're actively lifting weights, you can get on the bench press and – do a couple of reps, well, but Matt, that's it. You do your workouts. I mean, don't act, don't yeah. say that you don't. You do. Well, push-ups in the living room. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the down to pick up something you drop. I'm just, drop I'm just trying to help you yeah. to make sure make you feel better about yourself. You're having a rough day. <laughs> we have those conversations in our house. Yeah. I'll be in another room, and she'll hear me go, Ugh! and she'll go, Matt, you okay? <laughs> No, I'm good. I'm just putting no, my shoes on. call 911. I'm fine. I'm just putting my shoes on. I've got to get some slip ons. I can't oh. tie anything. <laughs> right. That's one of the, another reason I love warm weather. Flip flops. You just need to go to the baseball field this weekend and have a country pleasing sausage and move Ooh, on. Boy. Oh, boy. That sausage dog. Three bites. That's all it takes. That's all it takes for you. All right. For all of us, Bill, Annabeth, and myself, we'll see you all on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some baseball. See you then. See you.